Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, October 23rd, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, where things things stand in Washington. Number two, the candidates for speaker. And number three, Mitch McConnell's pitch for Israel and Ukraine. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are going into uh, a very critical week for not only House Republicans, but for Washington in general. It's day 20 without a House speaker, um, which is just an extraordinary turn of events uh, with just the fact that House Republicans not only ousted former Speaker Kevin McCarthy, couldn't settle on the other two top candidates, Majority Leader Steve Scalise and Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan. And there's a lot of frustration now as we go into a packed uh, slate of candidates who are looking to try to fill that uh, speaker's spot. I'm doubtful that any of the nine candidates uh, who we'll get into in a minute will be able to get to 117. I just I don't think it's possible. Um, I, I could be proven wrong. Um, but I that is the that is a now the that is a let's call it a um overwhelming uh, opinion in the House Republican conference. Now, exhaustion might kick in and they might want to rally around one person for the speakership. And that's fine. Uh, That could be that's a fine opinion to hold. But um, I am a little bit doubtful. Why? I mean, nine candidates, they say they're going to be very positive. They're not going to go negative. They are going to go negative. There's a lot of negative feelings. Um, uh, in Trump world about House Majority Whip Tom Emmer, who is the, um, the uh, again, the front runner. But all of that said, uh, if they don't get a speaker this week, Anna, they're going to end up with Patrick McHenry or some sort of t- temporary speaker. Maybe it's not McHenry. Maybe it's someone else. But they are going to end up with a temporary speaker pro tem for some period of time because we are about to get this is we're about to get into November. Uh, government funding runs out November 17th. The Biden administration is pushing hard for aid to Israel and Ukraine. Um, that's going to need to be taken care of. So Democrats and a handful of Republicans are going to say, no, thank you. We're not going to continue with this nonsense with no speaker. And we're going to have we're going to um, elect a speaker for some period of time. Yeah, I mean, it's all coming into real focus here about how important it is to have a speaker uh, because you have government funding, because you have uh, this massive supplemental bill uh, that the Biden administration is asking for. We're coming quickly to the end of the year. There is a ton of things to get done, and the House is paralyzed. I mean, can't even do kind of the basic functions of the job. And uh, I think the frustration that we started to feel even at new heights uh, by the end and just exhaustion, frankly, uh, at the end of last week of just, you know, what is the pathway forward? Um, You know, let's move on to the number two item of the morning, which is really the candidates. Tom Emmer, Republican from Minnesota, clearly the front runner, but again, questionable about whether or not he can actually get the top job. Yeah, so um, we have a big analysis of all of the um, all of the 
candidates. Tom Emmer, uh, let's start with him quickly. I'll go through these quickly, Anna, because people will be bored uh, <laughs> if, I, if I go into depth with all these people. But Tom Emmer has a good operation. That's a big deal. We said this about Steve Scalise when he ran. Having an, a leadership operation in place is incredibly important when running for a leadership role. He's not starting from scratch. Uh, his campaign's being run by Guy Reschenthaler. But all that said, Donald Trump's orbit is very, very, very opposed to uh, uh, Emmer's candidacy for the speakership. Now, um, he's got McCarthy's endorsement, but he has made enemies in the House Republican Conference. He ran a very, let's call it, spirited whip race against Jim Banks and Drew Ferguson back in January. So um, he's been working, he and his allies have been working the phones all weekend. Um, now, there are a, a eight other candidates uh, that are in the mix and um, Mike Johnson of Louisiana, Byron Donalds, Kevin Hearn, Jack Bergman, Austin Scott, Pete Sessions, Gary Palmer, and Tan Muser. Anna, say those backwards uh, from alphabet alphabetical order, I guess is the the uh, the trick here. So um, I'm going to just go through this really quickly. Not every single candidate, but the three main candidates here, I would say, are Mike Johnson, the vice chair of the House Republican Conference. Byron Donalds, the congressman from Florida, and Kevin Hearn, the chair of the RSC. Now, um, Johnson uh, and Gary Palmer and Kevin Hearn are going to pull from the same base of support. That'll be interesting to watch how that dynamic shakes out. Uh, Byron Donalds is probably the most intriguing candidate here. He's young. He's 44 years old. He's only been in politics for a, you know a handful of years, and um, he is incredibly good on television. He is a popular congressman in the House Republican Conference. Um, he is an interesting person here. I wouldn't be surprised if you see any one of these three men, Johnson, Donalds, or Hearn, in the mix with Emmer at the end of the day. Um, and uh, I, I think, Anna, to be honest with you, that there is a, um, a, a feeling in the House Republican Conference that um, they don't want to just elevate somebody who is in the leadership. That's just a sense that I get. So it'll be interesting to watch how that shakes out. So, of course, for everybody, the process, uh, Republicans are going to be holding a candidate form today at 6.30 p.m., Voting will then begin tomorrow. This is a pretty straightforward process. One, it's a secret ballot. So that is always makes things a little bit more interesting because you can always promise you're with somebody, but when it's a secret ballot, uh, you never know until the votes are actually tallied. But the lowest vote getter, Jake, is booted each round until there's only one winner left. All right, let's move on to the third story of the morning, which is really uh, quite important. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell made a rare Sunday media blitz uh, for an even rarer purpose to boost President Joe Biden's chances of passing a, a historic and potentially legacy-defining legislative package. That package uh, is the hundred-plus billion-dollar emergency funding request for Israel, Ukraine, and the Indo-Pacific, and McConnell has emerged, Jake, uh, as an unlikely uh, ally and potentially even as uh, our own Andrew Desiderio writes this morning, most valuable asset as Congress prepares to take up this package. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, he is making the, I mean, this is not unusual for McConnell in the sense, listen, these meet immediate blitz like this at this point in McConnell's career is unusual, but, uh, not unusual. I would say for him to be, uh, on, uh, a pretty loudly in favor of Ukraine and Israel funding. He has been probably the biggest proponent of Ukraine funding all along. Um, and the big, the big, the, where the rubber meets the road here is where, um, is having Ukraine and Israel together. I'm a little bit skeptical that Ukraine and Israel is going to move together, especially in the House of Representatives, which is incredibly, incredibly um, opposed by and large in the Republican conference, which again, holds the majority here. We keep, people keep forgetting that um, to those riding together. And in the Senate, there's also opposition to that. So you would expect, I would expect that, the, that some Republican senators will slow it down. They say these are two different conflicts. There's no reason for them to ride together. Um, so we'll have to see how that shakes out. And by the way, remember, none of this could happen until the, the House is back in session with a Speaker of the House. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. It's going to be a very critical week in Washington. We have all of this in Punchbowl News AM and more. You can sign up for our premium subscription. Get updates in the middle of the day. In the evening, we also have text messages uh, as one of the one of the services we provide. Uh, we're not just blasting you with different things, but really for that need to know information. Also, just want to play. You can join us tomorrow morning for a conversation I'm going to be having with Representative Stephen Horsford, the Democrat from Nevada, talking about the economy, small businesses, and the role of private equity, as well as certainly the speaker's race as it gets underway. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and stay safe.